With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey everyone, my name is Danilo Petrovic. I'm Ilya Marchenko. I'm Janis Kuda. I'm Evgeny Donsko. I'm Henry Laksan. I'm Peter Turepko, and, and you're listening to the Game to Love podcast. Hey, hey, we're back. <laughs> Game to Love bringing it to you and uh yeah a bit of a different theme this uh in this podcast we obviously uh, had a lot of tournaments just finishing this is building up to one that has not yet begun so jg yeah a bit of australian open chat today looking forward to that well it's nice we can actually like schedule some time to talk about it obviously it was all going off when we was covering delray beach uh obviously abu dhabi and antler last week yeah, uh, we were watching some of the qualifiers. I know you did a good uh, live watch along. <laughs> Kept me busy during work. <laughs> That's it. I'm uh, always uh, always working, isn't it? If I've got a spare day, then there's always going to be a bit of tennis to report on. So, yeah, I did my best uh, on my own. Mate, it felt weird. I feel like I was one of the fans watching it. It's actually quite fun to to watch. So I can see what where all these other guys get their hype from. It's good. It's good fun watching a live uh, watch along. Lucky it was like 10 in the morning. I wasn't allowed to have a beer at that time. So I was, <laughs> <laughs> that was probably why it went a bit better. So yeah, yeah. good to have everybody here with us, joining us. Good to see you guys. Got Thomas yeah. Rock there, Jordan Sunter, and uh, Almino. Nice to see you guys. Yeah, I think it's early on. Uh, what's it? He's in, I think he's in, uh, obviously, he's in uh, Australia. I think he oh, said really? like four in the morning there, four four twenty <laughs> in the morning. So that's hard play, Almino. That's some dedication right there. Yeah, we um, love him. And yeah, like Ben was saying, we're going to be talking about all the qualifiers today. We've got the wet men's qualifiers, the women's qualifiers, and what we've done on each is we've highlighted five of the ones we feel are like must watch, must watches. Obviously, it depends who they get in the draw. The draw has not been announced yet, uh, yep. but we're doing a draw preview when that does get announced. But these players, for me, on both sides, I don't want to sound too naive. I think they, some of them have a real good chance of progressing in this tournament and making and being a bit of a surprise, that sort of a dark horse. Well, yeah, exactly right. Uh, that's sort of the main reason that we're doing it, isn't it? Yeah. Obviously, we've got some surprise, sort of shock people on the women's side, and we've mm. got some uh, people that we were just really hoping to go through on the men's side. And... Uh, um, obviously, there's a few people that probably fell by the wayside. Uh, unfortunately, people like maybe Lorenzo Massetti would have loved to have seen him like sneak through, but more of a clay quarter. I'd be more disappointed if I don't see him in the French. Yeah. I'm honest. I think, I feel like Stebby was just disappointing, him not qualifying. Uh, even yeah. Nakashima as well. There's a few of the names where they come quite close. Born a Gojo. Uh, yeah, but come it on. It comes to Laxanen's expense, so like, we'll have to we'll deal with it. Yeah, we like, we like Laxanen going through. Yeah, I mean, when you're saying there with uh, Nakashima, it's all about the draw, though, and he got drawn against Aslan Karatsev in the first round of qualifying, which is 
pick like take your pick. That can be a worse pick in your qualifying, I don't think, than Aslan. Well, James is a big fan of him, and we will be talking about this guy for sure. So yeah. without further ado, Ben, so we get straight into it. Uh, I think we where, should. where did you want to start? Should we start with the men or the women first? Uh I think we should start. I think we should start with the men. Yeah. I think we, I feel yeah, like we always should... do usually, so let's just do that. So in normal fashion, I don't know if you've got the sheet, Ben, where you've got all the num- names on there. Have you got that up? Yeah, I've got the sheet with the names up. Did you uh, Did you want to look through the results first or do you want to actually just go straight in at number one, two, three, four, f- the five we're going to have a look at? Well, let's get, the, let's get um, the flash scores up then first and we'll have a look at the actual results as a whole. Yeah, okay. So it just it's just we're just going to look through the final uh, round of qualifying. We're not going to go through every single quali- qualification yeah, match. Pointless. We'll be here all evening otherwise, uh, which would be for some people's joy and other people's, uh, yeah, it wouldn't be so great. So here we go. I'm just going to pull this up. Excuse me for two ticks. Here we go. So we just have a look. Let me know if you can see it or if you can't see it. <laughs> yeah, no, I can see it perfect, mate. So the first one, Tara exactly. Daniel went out. He comes so close. Uh, yeah. Elias Wyam, I managed to beat him there. Uh, Laxanen, we've had him on the podcast. Yeah. Uh, that was so a close, close one. I feel I feel sorry for Borna Gojo. Look, two tie breaks, really, was kind of finished him off. Uh, yeah. Oh, no, he won the first one, didn't he? But the, the Ferner one was a really close one, 10-7. Laxton's a grinder, mate. Uh, this is the thing. He he knows how to get through those qualifiers. He gets he always gets seems to get himself into these grand slams. That's credit yeah. to him. It's never easy. And a lot of people have been saying like qualification for grand slams is brutal. And that's what they were saying in the the one that I was doing for Alcaraz. Yeah. Just yeah, it's just horrendous. Like the people you have to play, you could potentially have like uh, it's like a death match each time you're playing in these ones. Like they're, they're... Well, for the Grand Slam, it's worth it. You've got, you've got to win three matches, didn't <laughs> you? So it's yeah. even tougher. And all these players, it all depends who you get. I feel like some people have easier draws. Sometimes you can have a walkover. Um, other times you're going to be playing three top, top players. And it's just, a, I feel sorry for them, them, them guys. But if you can yeah. do it, you kind of deserve to be there, I guess. Yeah, I mean, so we'll have a look down at just some of the players. Uh, that we aren't going to mention as part of our thing. Maybe Copper uh, uh, Jans, I think, this Belgian guy, I think he's, this is a ridiculous result, 6-love and 6-2 uh, against uh, Demir. Yeah, we were having a debate because I know you wanted to put Copper Jans on, on our top five. Uh, yeah. I opted off it just purely for the fact that the other guy I've got at number five, I feel like he's a bit of a controversial character. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah probably sure. Copper Jans could have been there on merit. He's a quality player. Uh, yeah. I really enjoy watching him. And to be beating Tamir Zmar, 6-2, 6-loves, crazy. So watch out for him. Victor Torisky, the experienced head. He's yeah. been in so many. I saw this. I forget the actual number now, but I think him and Sikorsky, they've qualified now for so many Grand Slam main draws. It's crazy. Oh. Yeah. Uh, it's unfortunate they've never really been able to reach the heights of getting close to ever really winning any. But they've, they've still always been in the hat. Yeah, and like you said, uh, it's just unfortunate that the Steve or Stebby or however you want to call him, unfortunately, he didn't uh, get to go through. He was actually leading in the first set and then just got, mm. yeah, just got done over by Troitsky. Troitsky's a real tricky customer. Yeah. But don't forget, he probably trains with Djokovic. So <laughs> not going to have an easy uh, day at the office, even in training, uh, if you're uh, Victor Troitsky. Yeah, quick shout out to Thomas Rock there as well. With a one night hey. saying JG hair is styling. <laughs> yeah, I've got, I've got the hat off today. My hair's getting long, but I thought just let the locks flow a bit. Oh um, mate, you're, you only want to see mine. The locks are very long right now. <laughs> it's just like you can probably see it around the back. Look at this. Look how long it is right now. Gosh, yeah. I'm gonna start looking like uh You could the, probably uh, tie it up, not gonna lie, no? Mate, I think I can. Look, I'll give you a uh, whirl. Look at this. <laughs> This is how much hair is underneath this hat right now. This is like COVID hair right now. So we'll put that back away again. You can see I'm still in my uh, still in my uh, decorating hat. I've been decorating in my tennis hat. It's got all uh, plaster and stuff all over it. But anyway, it's enough yeah, of that. Another thing. Shout out to Jordan Sunter as well. He's followed up with another super chat. Nine ninety nine. Ah, Cheers, mate. It's legend. good to see you back on the channel. Not seen you for a while. Obviously, a fan from the UK. One of the UK yeah. boys. Legends. And uh, we'll be talking about some of the, the British players actually on the women's side later on. So stay tuned oh, for that. That's it. Yeah, let's uh, move down uh, 
Yeah, <laughs> apparently <laughs> Thomas Rock kind of looks like Steven Seagal, apparently. <laughs> so that would be quite an interesting look. Do you have Do you have the skills to match though? Do you have the uh, kung fu or whatever it is that he's doing in his spare time? Bit of an odd character, Steven Seagal, but uh, some good movies. Uh, anyway, uh, Ryan, mind your neck, Rinder neck, mate. Went out. Ah, oh, disappointed in that. I was hoping he'd make it through to the main draw, but Michael Momo. Mamo, he's uh, through. I don't know if it's Mamo or Mo. Yeah, I don't know. You'd ex- it's kind of it's a close one. Not doesn't really scream excitement. Mo doesn't. I think he's okay in early rounds. He's very much a challenger player, but even then, he struggles at times for me, and especially against the semi-finals, finals. Mm. Um, so yeah, moving away from him, Alcaraz. We'll talk about him later on. Xander Slut. We'll definitely be talking about him, and same with Karatsev. Yeah. But just look at that corrective score there. Just pay, pay yeah. attention to it because it is actually remarkable. Um, I've been bigging this guy up for so long now. I feel like most of last year, we actually included him in the award ceremony as the whole on the ATP tour. What do we put him as? One of the most improved players of the year. Yeah, I mean, He didn't win the award, but he was certainly up for uh, the discussion. And you've, got to, you've got to consider him. He's obviously been called up to the ATP Cup uh, team for Russia as well. Uh, when you look at the t- type of players Russia have, that is just phenomenal that he's even being included. And he's yeah. not a spring chicken in age. You sort of flourish <laughs> later on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, something that you want to point out, because everybody, there's probably people who don't really know or they're not so in the know of uh, who's playing who. They might have seen Karatsev. He's played a few ATPs. Probably look at Muller and think like, oh, well, he should beat him anyway. This is one player I was going to bring up because I didn't know who he was playing uh, in the next round. It was Karatsev. I thought this was this is a guy to watch. Yeah, this is you, a really... Qualify. I remember you saying you really like him and you think he's yeah. a top player. Well, the reason being, like, I'm just going to bring this up just quickly for a second, just so yeah, I can show you guys. Uh, this is the sort of form that he was having going into this. So look, look at the players that he's been beating. He's been beating, obviously, Marchenko there, Jay Clark. Been beating a, he beat Polanski. 616 love in the qualifier before that. That's how good this guy is. Beat Pedro I don't really Polanski, but I think that Goa one's really impressive as well. Jamino Valero, Zapata Morales, Talon yeah. Girich. Oh, this is what I mean. This guy, look how many green, how much green he's got on his uh, record. So, yeah, against some top players as well. I think he's um, maybe better on clay. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, regardless, he still managed to do it. You could probably say Aslam Kratzev is better on clay as well. So, yeah. it just shows the sort of ilk. Uh, what is he at now? 112 was that? Yeah, 112. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I'll, I'll just yeah. put the uh, results back up again. Unless you just want to go straight into, I think we just had a quick look briefly down there. Maybe, yeah, I think we went just... for all of them. So let's just go straight into it. So we start off with number five. Who's and... number five? Are we going down straight down the list uh, from top to bottom? No, from we... five to five. Yeah, sorry, Bombs it's not in order top. on your seat. Okay, yeah, God. Sorry, I've got, got the you. number next to it. Sorry, no, you have, you have. You're very prepared today. Very <laughs> impressed with you today. I feel like that all I'm doing is just like I've been bumbling around doing work. As soon as I finish work, doing some decorating, and uh, you've got your new screens at home and a new desk set up there, and it's all going, uh, all going well. The new JG, mate, more organised for a change. Loving um, it, mate. Love this. 2021. Uh, here we go. So number five. Number five. A quick bang there. Bang, <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't last for long, but that's it. And our number five is Ben. Do you want to announce it? Yeah, uh, our number five player to watch out for in the first round who's come through the qualification is Bernard Tomic. Uh, yeah, I don't know if shall I bring up a some sort of little uh, graphic of just like maybe I'll just bring up his recent result and we can see how he did in the last round of the qualifying and we can just have a word yeah, about yeah, him we'll bring him up and then we'll look at who he beat the three players in the qualifier we'll do that for all, all of these yeah, yeah. Uh, but just while you're doing that bernard tomic you've got to be honest did anyone really expect him to be playing in this tournament or qualifying uh, he's a player for me who's he's been known for getting fines he's always a bit controversial in the what his playing yeah. style his attitude it's always been questioned Bit of a joke, really, on the tour, I would say. Is that being harsh? I don't know. I feel like he's been around for a while, but he's still, he's not really the most loved player in the world. No, but you can't not. really, you can't go against his talent. The guy is talented at tennis. There's two, two ways about it. And when he's on, he can pull out good results. He's never really going to amount to loads, personally. Like, I don't see him ever going that deep into a tournament. 
But his grit and determination, I saw this in the in the free qualifiers, yeah. actually really impressive because he beat some good guys. And I thought in a very convincing fashion, considering at times he was under pressure. I think he, I forget which one it was, but he maybe faced, I don't know if it was a match point, but it was down a break and one of the players was maybe serving for the match. In this match uh, or in the one of the, in the last one? Have a look on the third set. I'm not sure. Right. It might have been this one. Just... No, I it was think very... this one. Might have been the last match. Yeah, regardless, he he come in some very close matches, and yeah, he's he come through it in the end. Obviously, there he's dropped a set each time. I don't think he's going to do anything of note, but I feel like you've got to include Bernard Tomic for getting there. Well, you look at the look. It's quite weird that you see the like the draw that he's had as well, because uh, the first round was, if anything, the most impressive for me. Like Kovalik is a real good player, and uh, maybe mm. more on a bit of clay court, but really tough to get past. And then you see the other two players he's had been drawn against are Australians. So, an all Aussie affair. Well, that, that's, all, that's all khaki guy. I'm not sorry about the pronunciation, but he's a really good prospect. The young guy, and he's, he's extremely good. I uh, he beats, who did he beat in the first? Oh, yeah. Is it school? School? school. I can't see it, Ben. I've been, calling, I've been calling him School Kate for some reason. I don't know if that's really the right pronunciation of his there name. Go. There you go. Sorry. Oh, there we go. That's better. But yeah, him. Uh, he's a really good player. So, he beat him. And yeah, Thomas Rock saying here, Thomas the only dude I've ever seen to hit a top spin drop shot. And Jordan <laughs> says he also makes Kyrgios look like a hardworking guy. Yeah, and that was the that was the player that he actually did save the match points again, or the one match point, let's say, against. And then he uh, managed to come back and push it to the tie break. Uh, and well, this guy, this uh, I don't know if it's right. I'm going to keep calling him School Kate, but School Kate. This is uh, his uh, rankings 839 at the moment. So pretty impressive uh, to be playing so well. I think he does just really well when he's in Australia, to be honest, though. I think he just like thrives in his own like uh, climate and really does well. There's obviously no fans, but... And this, well, bear in mind, this wasn't being actually played in Australia, though, was it? This was being played in Doha. And uh, Tomic came out and said that he risked his life to go out there to uh, to do this and uh, to get through. So he was, he was just, that's what he said. That's a statement. He's a bit dramatic, isn't he? He's a character not many people really like, but I feel like you've got to include him. He's been on the tour for a long time. And I certainly, I must admit, I wrote him off. I did not see him getting all the way and qualifying. But so let's no. move on to number four because we've got a few to get through. Obviously, we're doing the women's as well. So let's go. Who's going to be our number four? <laughs> number four. <laughs> a little bang there. Ooh. Uh, number four is a player which, uh, well, this uh, he could arguably be higher uh, than number four, this guy. I know we've spoken about him before on the podcast. Uh, he comes from, I believe it's Czech Republic. Uh, his name, uh, I, believe, I believe he's 19 years old, if I'm not not so much mistaken. No, 20. 20. He's, he's, turned all 20. Cheap, <laughs> he's turned 20. Oh, yeah, apologies. Yeah, yeah, sorry. It was just, I was just trying to guess off the top of my head. Yeah, he's 20. He's 20 years old. But he went through in impressive fashion as well against a, a real good player, a hardcore player in uh, Mikhail Torpgaard. Uh, they really well. It's fantastic. Sorry, I haven't brought up any of his uh, other matches there. Oh, sorry. There you go. I'll just uh, bring that up. There you go. So you can he's see who he's. Can you just go down just to him right on the bottom? Yeah, yeah. Sorry. I'll zoom in a bit. There you go. So as you can see there, he's gone through against Jao Dominguez, uh, Mele Mel Mele Rodriguez Alves, that's a mm -hmm. mouthful, that one, Good isn't clay it? quarter. Yeah, both and clay quarters. Guard, top guard's obviously very good on hard courts, but really he didn't drop a set each time, and he was very convincing in all three. The yep. guy's also done back-to-back -back now Grand Slam, so I'm not mistaken. I don't know if you want to go on his extra other results. Just to yeah, yeah, he that. has. He has indeed. He, yeah. he is uh, his... Oh, one second. I will uh, just go down, and we can just go back all the way to the French Open, yeah. where you can see here he qualified for the French Open. Went through three rounds of qualifying here. Lens, Goseda, and uh, Ferreira Silva. And then lost in five to uh, Taylor Fritz. Yeah, so. who's obviously like top 30, top 20. So it's, it's an incredible player. Only 20 years old. This is someone to certainly watch. And I feel like he can be very dangerous this tournament. Um, he, I think he's really good on either surface, really. He can play on clay, yeah. on hard courts. 
Uh, very versatile. And as we've seen there from them three results, obviously, I think Talk Guard's the more, most impressive, obviously, in the final qualifier, being, what's it, 6-1-6-2, was it? Yeah, 6-1-6-2. I mean, really, really impressive. You wouldn't want to imp- play him. You wouldn't want to play him. Even one of the top guys, you don't really want to be playing a, 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 a Thomas Macaque right now. I think he's just super dangerous and uh, certainly one to watch for the future. He's thriving as well. He's just got all that confidence on the court. So, yeah, definitely one to watch. 197 in the world. Uh, Personally, I see him breaking. uh, I'm going to make a big prediction. I think he can break the top 100 this year. Yeah. I really do. Watch out for him. I think he's going to be on the rise. Um, And I know we did another podcast the other day about buying shares in players. I'd probably buy a few (laughs) in him as well. Oh, well, for sure. I mean, he is definitely, definitely a rising star in the game. Just not on many people's radar, really, though. I mean, he's snuck into, obviously, the French Open, but still probably not many people talking about him. And that might do him the world of good. No one, uh, he doesn't have the same, like, I, I don't know, the, the spotlight isn't on him as much. Like mm. to say that the other youngsters, they have a lot of pressure. So let's move over to... Uh, is it going to be number three, this one? Yep. So here we go, number three. Number, <laughs> number three. <laughs> With our great graphics, which are uh, knocked up uh, by myself. Here we go. So this guy, it is... Oh, what's his first, his first name? Uh, I'm not sure how to pronounce the first name. Botic or Botic? Botic van der Zanslot. Botic. Yeah, so Van der Sandslap. Van der Sandslap. He's 156 in the world. He's 25 years old, six foot two. He's quite tall and he's a very powerful player, predominantly a hard court player. Um, we were speaking to, who is it the other day? Quesla. Was it Quesla? Quesla played him in the final and actually managed to beat him just in over three tie breaks in a, yeah. I think it was a match on, in, on carpet, I think. Maybe yeah, it was indoor. on carpet. Yeah, so. Really good player. He's at that level around the 150 mark. But can he can look? You can just see like balls. He's another one who can break the top 100 and he's just super dangerous. This surface, he I think he's going to thrive in the conditions personally. And he's just another one you just wouldn't want to play personally. If say a sitter pass versus Van der Zanslup played and sitter pass was having a really one of them off days, he's just not the qualifier you want to be coming up against personally because he's a grinder and he will always perform i feel he's just so consistent he's just he's so good obviously the big one there the first one he knocked out massetti it's not really massetti's surface but still it's one of the most promising young players in the world right now and he managed to do that relatively convincingly even though it was even though it was three sets and then he followed up with another win against uh menezes from brazil and the big one is borge look and he overturned the defeat to uh borge or borge uh, yeah, literally three matches ago it was on clay but must be nice to get the win back over him on the hard court that's where his uh, bread and butter is van der Zanschlup. Mm. he uh, got that huge serve and uh, that really like, it, it's been firing for the best part of the last six months from since I've been watching him and it doesn't it doesn't let him down very often so I remember Hesper the Young was talking about him as well, wasn't it? And he was saying yep. he's scary. He's scary to play. <laughs> like they're all scared. All the Dutch players are scared to play him because he's just so brutal. Like oh. um, in training, then they do like little training matches or whatever. He takes everything so seriously and he's very much a competitor. He's so competitive with all the other fellow uh, Dutch players. Oh, yeah. You see, they even there, like just go down the bottom there. Look who beat Ben. Benjamin Bonzi as well. That's a really good and Marchenko straight sets is that Steb yeah. as well. Steve, yeah, Marchenko, not an easy player to play on hard court. That's for sure. Laxon in there as well. See, he's just made of a uh, very, very uh, stern stuff. And if his serve is going, uh, I wouldn't want to be playing him. If you're one of these higher seed, well, not higher seed, but I'd say if you're in and around the say 50 to 70 mark in the world i don't think you want to come up against this guy i think he could potentially take you out yeah no i agreed like if you if any top players not on there not really playing very well and having a bit of an off day i don't think he's the type of guy to sort of roll over and start matching their level i feel like he will just play at his level regardless yeah um seems quite a confident player as well he's not actually that young i think he's like 25 26 isn't he 
So um, he's got that sort of experienced head as well to, to match it. And yeah, certainly a very dangerous player. Yeah, so let's definitely. go on to number two. <laughs> number, number two dots. is... <laughs> Numero dos. And so Numero dos is... Uh, I'm using this language for that very reason. And I'm sure you can probably guess who it is. It is indeed our little friend from Spain. It is Carlos Alcaraz. And uh, yeah, well... You all saw, if you joined with the live watch along the other day, uh, I'll get down to his results down here so we can just have a quick look at all the green. Look at all the green. That Alcaraz. In Spain, mate. On Spain in clay. Guys, <laughs> like, it's like Rafa. All it's like over. a Rafa, yeah. And it's just, it is amazing. I saw there was a graphic of when um, Nadal qualified for his first Australian Open. And yeah. I think there's only like a few months between the two. They show both pictures of them when they first qualified. It's, it is amazing. I know they're doing it. The problem is, what does get me down a little bit, is already this guy's come with a ridiculous amount of pressure and hype. I just yeah. hope he can live up to it. Uh, I feel like he, to me, he seems like he's doing a pretty good job at it. Not going to lie. Um, but just people need to stay uh, level-headed with him in the Australian Open this year and not get too carried away, ourselves included. Uh, we're yeah. going to be expecting him. Oh, we'll fly through the first round, maybe the second round. If he goes out in the first round, it's probably quite likely it can happen. Yeah, um, for sure. And that's not a bad thing to happen either because he's so young. He's learning the trade. His first Grand Slam, never played best of five. So let's yeah. just give him the benefit of the doubt and see how he gets on. But then saying all of that, look at the three P players he's beaten, getting through. He beat Horansky, Kolovsky and Delian. Uh, Delian, it was actually in some crazy form coming into it. He beat um, <laughs> Taberna six love six one in the, yeah. in the qualifying round. Right, I was going to show that uh, Tabilo oh, as Tabilo, well. Sorry, it wasn't. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was Tabilo. That was he the one. He beat him six one six love. Yeah, you're yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, six one six love against Tabilo. I always get Taberna and Tabilo this mixed up <laughs> because they're very <laughs> the two tabs, mate. Mate, yeah, no, it's easy, easily done. Uh, obviously, Andrew Harris as well, who's a Really good Australian player. Obviously, playing against an Aussie, he was the favourite to beat Delian as well, and Delian took him out. And then Alcaraz, it was like a sort of demolition job a little bit. The only thing that was going to like lose Alcaraz that match against Delian was Alcaraz. It wasn't going to be Delian. There, it didn't really seem to be. There wasn't much that he was offering Delian. It was Delian had the odd good shot, but it wasn't enough to. Form like formulate a good game plan to win, whereas mm. Alcaraz got got sight of so many second serves, and I think Delian's second serve win percentage was fifteen percent in the whole match. That's ridiculous, wow. and that was due to Alcaraz stepping in every time and finishing it off with winners. So well done to to him. He stepped up finally, and we're going to see him, mate. He's going there. He's going to Australia. He is in the Australian Open. He isn't even in Australia. Mate, I'd, go as far, I'd, I'd go as far to say that I would love to even watch his first match and do maybe a watch-along for it. I think it could be it. a bit of history. In mate, we're doing of... it. I don't care when it is, what time it is. We're doing the, it. The reason, yeah, exactly. I, I stand by that. And the reason is I, I do generally believe this guy is going to be the next best thing. I honestly, after the big three, uh, it's going to take probably a few, four years, maybe five. I don't even know how long. It's hard to say, but I just I really believe in him a lot. Mate, we uh, do. Everything I see from him, it's not even his shots. It's his calmness, um, the, the, the type of shot he plays, and he just doesn't seem to have a weakness at such a young age. He's got variety in his game. He's got a high IQ for such a young player. He's got a good serve, an amazing backhand, great forehand. He has great uh, drop shots as well. Yeah. But the main, well, one of the main things is his first Grand Slam. Like, mm. This is 17 years old. This is fantastic. We, we, we did obviously live watch along. Well, mate, how, how amazing would it be for us to look back on this watch along if we was, when, we, when we do do it? And then after he's, say, a multiple Grand Slam champion and look back and watch the watch-along of when he won his or when he entered his first Grand Slam, and it would just be like, I don't know, I think it's quite a special moment in, in the history of tennis and yeah. certainly for Carlos Alcaraz. Uh, you've got Melez there in the chat saying, JG will burn Alcaraz <laughs> along with Ken <laughs> if, 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 um, if he beats Rafa. 
You're gonna have to send well, your hat. you're gonna have to send your hat back. I think if that happens, well, I'll send the hat back. I'll have to get a CA one, maybe. Yeah, mate. Why not? Why not? Carlos Alcaraz, mate. He's here to stay. That's for sure. Uh, th- that this is the one thing that I was saying. Massetti, he's the other guy that we have been so. Oh, well, there's another one as well, mate. And Thomas Rock brings him up. Crack Alcaraz or Rusty Sinner. Yeah, this is what I mean. But we we did already do because Massetti was in a Masters. And we did a watch along for him to watch him win. This is even bigger. This is another young guy, but he's in his first Grand Slam. This yeah. is, and he's been through three rounds of qualifying. He didn't make it through the first round of qualifying in the French Open, which we expected him to do even better in. Yeah. Now he's in the hard court one, and he seems like I don't know, like years above the, his actual age. It's just fantastic. Says, GTL history. I think it's tennis history, not even GTL, and it's not even just Alcaraz. Uh, Machak as well, uh, Van der Slut, Van der Zanslut, Karatsev. Uh, there's so many other ones who I'm really excited to see this tournament. Um, and hopefully we can try and watch as many of them as possible, personally. Well, mate, I think we'd have to definitely do a watch-along for, if definitely his first match. But if he gets through, I think we're going to follow this guy in every one of his matches because mm. he deserves it. This yeah. guy... Like we've been following him for a long time. Well, not just that. Well, I want to be part of the train. I want to be part of the hype where we can literally be there for all of them yeah. and just rave off it. The only thing is, one of us is going to have to not have the Spanish flag, and that's probably going to be you. Why me? <laughs> oh, you can't just be uh, throwing me under the bus, mate. I think we're just going to be all out Alcaraz fanboys. Uh, we've been, I've been posting a few things on uh, Instagram, and then he's been. Uh, uh, checking them out, which is pretty cool as well. So it's always good to know that uh, Alcaraz is seeing the posts. We're cheering him on. So you never know. Alcaraz might be here on the GTL podcast at some point in the future. You just uh, watch this space. I think that if we can get to him before he gets too big, <laughs> that's the key. Yeah, Melez there saying, Wild Live Delivery nipped me off the ball by one penny. <laughs> He's noticed. Yeah, well, he, he got there on, I think it was the, one of the live watch-alongs. Yeah, and he, he did, did it purely just to spite you, Melez, I'm afraid. Yeah, 2021 and nothing's changed. I know. The battle continues and the battle for fourth place. Wild Live and Melez there. Well, talking about the battle, let's go straight to number one because we're eating into this podcast and our number one is... Boom. It's the guy that we were talking about before. Uh, the guy who's a bit of a machine. And uh, we were shocked to see him up against, uh, obviously, Brandon Nakashima in the first round. It's Aslan Karatsev and... Some people might have even tipped him to uh, beat Nakashima. Uh, no, to uh, lose to Nakashima because Nakashima is an absolute beast uh, yeah. young player coming up. But not to be. This guy is the real deal, I think, Aslan Karatsev. And he showed it in uh, St. Petersburg, didn't he? When he well, was There's so much to talk about with Aslan Karatsev. I just don't know where to begin. 2020 was just one of the most phenomenal years for him. Um, he was, I don't even know where in the rankings, must have been way past 300. And now he's 112 in the world. He's 27 years old, six foot one. And he's just a bit of a beast, mate. Like he just went on such a a crazy winning run in 2020. I think straight after the pandemic, really, he come back as one of the strongest players on tour. Um, Unfortunately, Stan Ravrenka was able to just beat him in the final of Prague. Uh, the next one, he entered Prague again, Prague number two, and he went all the way and won that one, <laughs> yeah, uh, exactly. beating someone good in the final. I forget exactly who, but if you get up just some of his results, yeah, I mean, like, you can just see all the green. It is crazy. His guys has been winning more or less everything. You can see there the one loss, which was actually against Stan Wawrinka. I think we can really let him off for that one. Um, I think one of them was maybe a tie break the first set. Is that right? Uh, I, I believe so. I, uh, I'm, uh, yeah, it was tiebreak first set in six four in the second. So it wasn't. Yeah, so it uh, wasn't like he got obliterated by Stan Ravrenka either. And even b- before that, Robin Hassa. Uh, look at that. If you go down, Ben. Yeah. Sorry. Apologies. Well, let's keep going. Yeah. Well, there's some of the things, but yeah, we can keep going up now. We've seen all of that. He, he won. He's been winning a lot of matches, and he's a crazy good player. There's a lot of green there. Not much red whatsoever. And it's then let's talk back. about him in the what's it? The French Open. Obviously, he qualified for the... Is that the French Open he qualified? Oh, no, he no, didn't. He managed to qualify for the French Open. Do you remember? Because he lost to Corda. And yeah. that was a bit of a surprise. But then Corda, we know how well he did in the French Open. We know how good he can be. 
So you can kind of let him off there as well. Yeah, I mean, Corda incredible, to be honest, uh, in that French Open. So Karatsev, if that had been anybody else, probably, you'd have seen him in the French Open. Yeah. And as you can say, well, as you were saying, look at all the green there. Since uh, tennis came back and he got into actual tournaments again, it was just a non-stop uh, train of wins here. Look, I mean, Golbis, Laxanen, Herbert, only Vavrinka stopped him. Then you've got all these other players. You've got Golbis again. You've got, well, Vavrinka stepped aside. Popko, Grixwell, Macaque we've been talking about. Golbis again. Well, look, look how he beat Matt Macaque as well. Straight set. You can see there, even in, in, in the Czech Republic, he didn't even drop many sets, to be honest, to the guy. He is an absolute machine. There's no two ways about it. And he is, well, he is our number one pick purely because I think he's just the most dangerous out of the ones we've mentioned right now. Al Karazi can perform on his day and he's a really big talent for the future. But if you're talking about right now, this guy is scary good. For someone 127 in the world, we're going to be seeing him in the ATP Cup and rightfully so. We saw him against his fellow uh, Russian compatriot, who's obviously a really top player um, in St. Petersburg in Russia in itself. He was very close to beating yeah. Aaron Hatchinoff there. Uh, beat Tennis Sanger in the round before. Yep. So let's just see how this goes. Because then after that, Golbis, Poprin, these are top 50 players. He lost to Seppi a bit, unfortunately. Uh, but Seppi, we know how good he can be. So honestly, this guy is super dangerous and I would not want to be playing him. No, definitely not. Definitely but not. On that, I, would, I can't wait to watch him. Let's see how far he goes. Um, hey, and for well, me he... personally, I don't see him. I would say maybe it would be a bit disappointing if he goes out in the first round. Obviously, he's probably going to be playing against one of the really good players, but I just generally would maybe tip an upset for whoever he's playing in the first round. I think he can win it. Well, yeah, like you were saying, uh, he's obviously started the year uh, in 2020. Uh, I believe he was like close to 300 in the world. Yeah. So. And you see, at the end of the year, he's up to 112 in the world. So what a rapid ascent that this guy has had from such an incredible year. It obviously, something's just clicked for him. Don't know what it is, but it's working. So may long may it continue. So he's obviously 27 years old, maybe just hitting his prime. And that's just the thing. You don't even know when these tennis players are going to hit their prime. Yeah. And this is his time right now, I think. And be wary, whoever is playing him in this first round. And even like we said with the the other guys, you might not want to meet him if you're maybe 50, 70. I think this guy can take out people inside the top 50. I mean, that's a yeah. honest assumption with uh, Karatsev. I agree He's completely. Dangerous. We've got Melez. That's an Alcraz. <laughs> it's better than Karatsev. Um, I don't think so right now, but maybe. Mm. You never know. On clay, I think it'd be an epic match to watch. I must admit, I'd love to see the matchup. Uh, yeah. Ivan Ness and Alcaraz so good the future of Spanish tennis of course I think it's the oh. future of tennis not even just Spanish um, yeah. so yeah let's see how that goes uh, we'll move on to the women because I think we've spent quite enough on the men right now uh, so <laughs> let's go straight in at number five for the women oh, also, we look at, let's go out through some of the ones we're not going to be talking about maybe we'll just do a quick one on flash scores just so we're All consistent right. with what we did with the men alright let me just bring up the uh, the flash score for that one there with me once two ticks. No yeah. worries. So while you what? do that, I'll just be talking about what we're going to be doing with this. So we'll have a look at some of the women who qualified, and then we've picked five yet again from obviously uh, our number one pick, uh, who we're most excited to be seeing in the Australian Open. Yeah, and there's actually okay. some good names in the this year. I think very good ones. Yeah, some very very good names and some names that we haven't seen for a while as well in this Australian Open. So, we'll just have a quick look down this list of uh, the final qualifiers there. And, uh, yeah, some interesting matches that were flying around there. Uh, interesting names as well. So, for some people, you're just surpri- I'm surprised to even see in qualifying. I don't know if, if you're the same with that. Yeah, I know what you mean. I think it's different, isn't it, for the women's? Um, I feel like there's some maybe some higher-ranked ones still qualifying. I don't know. Maybe not. I guess it's the same. I think it's just different. Maybe we don't watch as much women's as what we do men, so it seems a bit like that. But if you go to the top, Ben, sorry a sec, I just wanted to talk about, um, what was it, uh, Ankita Rayner there. It's a bit unfortunate. Obviously, yeah. we had a number one Indian tennis player on the women's side. Uh, we yeah. spoke to her. She's really nice. Uh, 
good player as well. She's been doing really well this tournament. And I fancied her to maybe nick that and qualify, but wasn't to be and went out in a third set, which is a bit disappointing fashion as well. 6-1. Yep. But um, so hopefully she'll be back stronger next year. Yeah, well, fingers crossed. Ah, it was just so sad. Four fell down at the last hurdle and she was looking so promising. Won the second set there as well. And it just all fell apart in the third set. She went five love down. And yeah, it was uh, that was all she wrote, unfortunately. Just quickly on the men's, I know Ivan's asking. We've got our really answer. Cause we, we, if you went back on the podcast, we did speak about Borna Gojo. We're both yeah. big fans of him. We think he's a bit of a grinder and certainly a player to watch. I think it was a bit unfortunate playing against a Laxanen because uh, Laxanen, I feel like he is the level above right now, a bit more experienced yeah. as well. Uh, but if it, another route, and there's a good chance he would have qualified. But I'm sure we're going to see him in uh, many Grand Slams to come. So it's on the women's, good. the big one there I wanted to talk about was actually Kunja. Uh, Kunja Serarani. Uh, <laughs> Serarani, here we go. I don't know if I can deal with it, really. Uh, another Serarani serving failure. Masterclass, I think the word yeah. is. Yeah, well... She's, I don't, she's, I'm just so against her now after seeing that whole performance and that all, all that stuff last year with... Um, who was she playing? The Dutch girl. Oh, uh, wasn't it? Burton's. Uh, Burton's, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kiki Burton's. Yeah, I mean, it was just a bit shocking, though, to be honest, that Sarah Rani uh, thing. But she was didn't have a bad year last last year. She actually had quite a good year. She was playing pretty good tennis. She's probably more latter end of her career now. But she's now proven she can get into a, another Grand Slam. So she's there to mix up and probably not a player people would really want to meet. She's more a clay quarter, but I still wouldn't really I don't want know. To... I think people will. I just... It depends, mate. If she has all has the jips with her serve again, there's no point even bothering. Yeah, she's doing well. underarm serves for a whole thing. I think she's just a bit of a I don't know. I'm not a big fan. There's a lot of exciting players from Italy, and she's certainly not one of them. Um, Samsonova, happy yeah. for her. I like her. She's a good player. Serenko's good as well. Serenko's a very good Ukrainian player. Yeah, we're going to be talking about a few of them ones down yeah. there. Chloe Packett. Yeah, she's not really good. Much to say about that. She's not bad. She's more ITF tennis, to be fair. Uh, no. Chocoletto, the Italian girl. She's Elisabetta. She's more exciting. She reached the final um, just before the year ended, I think in Ostrava. Uh, she lost the final in straight sets, but certainly got there. So credit to her. And you can see there she won in quite convincing fashion as well. 6-3, 6-1. She could be someone who causes an upset in the first round. So certainly watch out for her. Uh, yeah. Marino, I'll be honest, did, not a clue who that is. <laughs> That's another can I, match point Canada <laughs> one. Marino in England usually smacked down about 20 nil. That's a, that's all I know. Um, the slice isn't going to be happy with you, neither is match point Canada. They're going to be uh, <laughs> mad at you now if you're uh, dis disrespecting their uh, young prospect. Whitney, but, I want to talk about Whitney at the... Oh. oh, sorry. I was just going to have a quick look. That's not oh. a young prospect. She's 30. Okay. I'll take that all back. Right, so uh, keep going. There, Whitney <laughs> Ojewigi, yeah. uh, big server, very strong player um, and can be dangerous, but she's just not very consistent. She tends to have a set off and then comes back and just, just not someone you can really rely on. But when she's on and she's playing yeah. a good set, she can be dangerous. So if she can pull that together, um, yeah, not a player you want to watch. She's got all the weapons. She's got the weaponry. Whether she's got the consistency is another matter altogether. But yeah, that's enough on that. Let's go through our list <laughs> and we'll go straight in at number five. Boom. And okay, so number five we have got, and I'm surprised that she's number five, to be honest, but it is sort of a pretty interesting list that we've got here. And uh, yeah, well, we may as well start with her. She did pretty well at the uh, US Open. I think that was the... No, the Roland last... Garros. Was it Roland Garros? Yeah, she's, I don't think she's qualified for that, mate. Did she not? I thought that she was playing in the... My apologies if I've got that completely it's mixed up. It's on the up. sheet. It's literally... I've wrote it all on the sheet. Oh, apologies. I was just going back through her thing. I didn't go <laughs> back as far as that. Apologies. <laughs> right. Okay. So it was... Wasn't it she played against... Because I remember her playing against... Uh, what's her face? Pliskova. Yeah. So Pliskova was Roland Garros and she lost... Okay. So she lost against Roland Garros in, in her in the first round. She obviously went through three rounds prior. And the three rounds she went... Oh, there we go. You got it up. So if yeah. you want to go back slightly, we'll go to that. Because it's quite an interesting little run she had. And she's a really exciting player. 
Obviously, yeah. I think she's from it's Egypt, isn't it? Not many players yeah. from Egypt. Uh, the Egyptian fans on Twitter, they love her. Rightfully so as well. She's like the yeah. she's the most Salah, the most Salah of tennis right there. She's and, um, where is it? Have you got it up there? Sorry, I yeah. can't see it. Oh yeah, French right. Open. There we go. So she managed to be uh, McNally. That was the one in the second round, and that was a bit of a shock. Catty uh, McNally is a seriously good player. Um, I actually watched that match. Funny enough, I was quite fascinated to see how she would get on against Catty McNally. Yeah, uh, and she managed to beat her in straight sets, and I was a bit blown away. And that's what, from really that moment on, it sort of put her on the radar for me, thinking, "Oh, you know what? This girl actually is pretty good, and and is very dangerous." And then you can see there on the ITF circuit, she's uh, very dominant. She wins a lot of matches, a lot of green, um, and well, all of this is clay court. So, do you want to go up, Ben? Well, yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, I uh. The one one match I mainly watched was her match against Pliskova, and uh, I was really impressed. Even though she lost, she well, you can was see it there. That was it. The first round there of, of against Karolina Pliskova, she lost two one. It was very close, very it tight. Was a close there. match. It yeah. was really close, and like, and she really held her up. In my opinion, she probably should have won the match. Pliskova didn't look good at all. I don't know how Pliskova just got it over the line in that match, and for me. Uh, that really put her on the map. And you see, after that, that probably gave her so much confidence. And she went on like a storming run after that. Yeah. And has only lost once once to Kanepi, who's a very good player as well from Estonia. And then after that, look, look, I mean, she's only look, look at the player. Look how many wins she's had. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah certainly an exciting one. Someone to watch. Uh, I don't see her really dent in too much in, but. Yeah, for people who don't know who she is, I think she's an exciting qualified to watch. And we saw what she did against Carolina Pliskova. Was unlucky to lose that one. So she's got all of all the potential. I was going to say, anyway, maybe sorry, you might see her. I reckon she could get through a round or two. She could she could potentially push like a third round, maybe. I reckon, and that's a. I know it's a big uh, big ask, but I think she's she's very powerful. So. If she plays her best tennis and somebody has an off day, she could take them out, I think. Yeah, and going to the comments, I've not been looking at them. Uh, they're quite interesting. Apparently, uh, Marino, yes. you should check out her story. She was a former top 30 player um, and, and she retired and come back. Top 65, sorry. Oh, top 65. <laughs> I was going to say, I was a bit surprised. But she was a top 65 player. Marie <laughs> changing her mind. And um, yeah, she, apparently she retired and come back. So yeah, I, I don't know too much about her, I must admit. So I'll have to have a look at that. Um, we love a comeback story. To, yeah, so. we do love a comeback story. And you'll be able to tell that by our rankings on this one. Uh, we've got Jordan there. He's got to go. Uh, we'll see you on the next one. Thanks for the tip, mate. And hopefully we'll see you on the next podcast. We're going to be doing plenty more of these. We've also got our top 10 predictions for the year who we're going to be doing our rankings for. Uh, both the men and women, maybe I think. Yeah, well, I think uh, we're going to do we'll them soon. Yeah, yeah, we're going to do what was it? Top ten ranking the, by the end of the year in 2021, and we're also going to tell you who we think is going to win each Grand Slam yeah. for men's and women, women's as well. That's going to be embarrassing. I know that. But... <laughs> it's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. Don't you worry about that, mate. It's going to be yeah, good. Let's get on to number four. Number four. Right. So number four player that we don't really ever stop talking about really is it and uh she sort of blew us away this year i would say uh kaja juvan and uh if that's the correct pronunciation we're going to probably get a lot of stick for all our pronunciations to be honest but i believe that is the correct pronunciation she managed to go through uh in the final round against uh shramkova so yep. i'll just bring that one up for you well she's 104 in the world she's 20 years old so she's still really young, bags of potential. And 2019 is where she sort of really burst on the scene. That's where she made her first sort of Grand Slam main draw, uh, Roland Garros. Um, and then also just like on the WTA tour before that. So she's a really exciting player and certainly someone's very dangerous. Uh, yeah. She also beat, uh, I forget who she beat now. I think oh. she beat Carolina Pliskova maybe. And even Serena Williams once, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I mean she's uh she's, so she's able of... to she's able to play with the best this girl and she's um super super dangerous. Yeah, I mean you see there in P- Palomo on the clay she beat Trevisan. She's definitely a better clay court player, isn't she? Out of the beat 
fondest of uh, that tournament in Palermo where she uh, lost to Camila Giorgi in the three. Yeah, yeah, she was that. having an incredible tournament there. Yeah. I mean, yeah, just going down there. I mean, this is from the beginning of the year in Acapulco. She beat Venus Williams, uh, Podoroska. So, yeah, she, she's going to be – she's like the future of sort of women's tennis a little bit as well. We sort of – I think we both agree that we really see her – reaching some uh dizzy heights in the women's game so uh i'm what venus williams she beat there as well did you say yeah that's what i said yeah yeah, yeah. venus she's 104 in the world now which uh i know it well 104 doesn't sound like much but when you're 20 years old that is pretty big uh yeah it's a good ranking it's quite solid and i think she's going to be well within top uh, 100, maybe even pushing top 50 by the end of the year. She's got the bags of potential. It just depends if she can pull off the results. Um, talking about this, Marina, I know that people are talking about it in the comments. We probably should have a look at her, to be fair, because it's an interesting story for sure. She uh, went through some depression, but now she's overcome it and she's come back like through the loneliness and pressure of the sport. So, yeah. um, <laughs> apologies, to be honest. We didn't know much about her. Ben thought she was a young player. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That's what I know. Isn't it? That's worse. <laughs> I know. There you go. So she's 30. So uh, that's, yeah, that's young for me, mate. I mean, to be honest. So, uh, but anyway, let's get on to number three. Right. Number three. Uh, number three on our list is, uh, well, this is a really uh, even. I don't know if it's is it more promising than number four. I think for you, you're you're seeing it as more promising than uh, Kaja Juvan. It's a young French player who is a uh, Clara Burrell. Yeah. Is that the correct pronunciation? I hope. I'm not but... sure, mate. Clara Burrell. She's from France. 19 years old. 236 in the world right now. Um, her junior career was pretty incredible. To be fair, she reached two Slam finals, the Australian and the US Open. Uh, 2018 so it just pro- proves that this kind of surface is perfect for her considering one was actually at the Australian Open <laughs> yeah and the other was US Open so wow. she also won a silver medal at the 2018 Youth Olympics in Buenos Aires nice and uh, she rose to world number one uh must be on the on the juniors in October 2018 so this girl had one of the best junior careers you could possibly have she then Sounds went like on it. to the ITF circuit, didn't do too bad there as well. Uh, I think she won a title. Yeah. Uh, the, she won an ITF title, which is pretty uh, impressive. Yeah, very impressive. And, um, what's this? She won her first tour-level match during um, 2020 Strasbourg oh. against um, Zhang, I believe. No, Bondarenko she beat. Uh-huh. Very good, very good. She's she's obviously a quality player, and you can set, see from the uh, standard uh, that she's setting from all of these wins that she's pop, popping yeah. on her record. Let's just have a quick a quick look down. Yeah, she some... also she did make the grand. She made um, twenty nineteen Australian Open as well. Funny enough, the main draw, which is crazy because she must have been what seventeen then. Um, she lost against uh, Suarez Navarro, who was world number twenty three at the time. Oh, so. Suarez. I've seen Suarez Navarro playing live at Wimbledon, and she is yeah. quality. <laughs> yeah, She's yeah. so good. Uh, yeah, very, very good player, solid. Uh, uh, to go out to someone like her is uh, no surprise, really. So Yeah, she's not pulled off the most amazing results recently. There's a lot of red there, you could say, but she has potential for me. So if you go to some of her recent stuff... Well, look at this. Uh, it Kajajuvan, Roos... Yeah. She, beat got, she has the potential. I think feel like she's still growing into her body and sort of developing. Uh, there's other younger players who have been able to get there quicker, but every every single player is different and not everyone progresses at the same speed. Maybe she had a, such a bright start. She's going to have a few years where she's not really reaching the heights and then it could just all click for her. Um, and who's to say 2021 isn't that year? Because we yeah. can see there the three matches she's played in 2021. Yeah. She's um, only <laughs> one set. And that Kalinske. was against Kalinske, who was a really good player. He's very good. Yeah, yeah. Kalinskaya, uh, so, someone you probably expected to have gone through and probably qualified for the tournament. She's 114 yeah. in the world, and she's uh, taken her out in, a, well, three sets. It was a hard-fought match, but 
And the final uh, set was uh, your typical women's uh, match where there was seven breaks of serve in the final set. And uh, in the final, uh, yeah, in the final set, sorry. And she just managed to break her serve to win her, uh, to win it to love in that final, final game. But yeah, yeah that's... GM there saying Burrell was quite impressive at the French Open. Nice, complete game. Her serve can be better though. Um, but I'm sure that's something she can work on and improve on. But yeah. right now, certainly one one to watch. And I feel like she's definitely worthy of being in our rankings. And that's why we put her at number three, because she's someone who I'm very passionate about. Maybe not so much you, but I think you probably will. You're coming round to her a bit, aren't you now? Mate, mate, yeah. It's just one of these players. Like I was probably a bit more high on Sharif than I probably was on Burrell, to be honest. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Sharif, I've watched more matches and Burrell, perhaps not so many, but I, I well, I wish the best for her, and I don't think anybody's going to really want to pick her in the first round either. She's going to be a very, uh, it's a bit of a bogey draw if you're uh, one of the like sort of in and around like just over the top fifty. I think that she could cause some problems. Yeah, no, agreed completely, mate. So let's go on to our number two. Boom, two, 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 and number two means a lot to me. And to you. And uh, there's one reason for that. Ah, mate, it makes me proud to be British. Let's <laughs> see a moment like this when we get some British women into the main draw uh, through qualifying as well. Because uh, don't forget, we're so used to having Joe Conter in there. We're so used to having Heather Watson, her going in there. But now we've got, well, storming in there. Francesca Jones, which is fantastic. And look how she did it, mate. She stormed it. She didn't just go in. She just blew the opposition away. She's like, 200 in the world, whatever. <laughs> Bang. You're, she's, she's gone, mate. I mean, so impressed by Francesca Jones right now. And what a great story. And uh, just she's probably just uh, creating a few headlines. And she definitely is in the UK. I'm not sure if she's doing it elsewhere around the around the globe, but she should be. And fair play to her. Like, she's probably, she's had a bit of a struggle in her life and she's uh, obviously has like, it's some form, I'm sure she won't. Well, I can read about it right now. I'll read it out so I'm exactly uh, correct on it. It's, okay. it's, it's quite a mouthful, so it's hard. But basically, sure. Jones has ectrodactyl, ectodermal, dysplasmia syndrome is like a rare genetic condition that causes a mal uh, malformation or absence of fingers and toes to those affected. Yeah. She was born with only three fingers and a thumb on each hand, four toes on her left foot and three toes on her right. So she's had a tough start in life where yeah. all of us, we have, we, we, we're all born with five, well, I was going to say five toes. <laughs> we're all born with 10 toes, 10 fingers. She didn't have that, uh, that privilege. And many people, when she was growing up playing tennis, she always had a passion for tennis, told yeah. us she was never going to be able to play. You're not going to be able to do that. And what she's done, she's proved everyone wrong. And it's just an amazing story. I'm just honestly so proud, really. Um, I hope she can just continue doing what she's doing. She's got like a custom-built racket for her. I think it's got yeah. like a different kind of grip. It's a bit of a lighter racket. But honestly, I'm super behind her. And um, I hope she can flourish this tournament. And she's shown the tennis she's actually been playing. I think even over the last few years, to be fair, two years I've seen her name kicking about a few times, uh, mainly on like ITF, on the ITF yeah. circuit and stuff. But I don't know yeah. if you want to bring it up, maybe, her results. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, I can do. Yeah, so one second. Yeah, I just, we'll just have a quick look down. I was just having a look at her, uh, like uh, the tournaments that she'd actually won. She's actually taken five tournaments on the ITF uh, scene. That's quite a few. Been it really seven, is. Yeah. Seven finals, and that's uh, since 2017. So, and she's managed to win two in 2019, both in uh, Belarus, which is uh, interesting. So, yeah. But yeah, impressive. Anyway, and uh, let's just have a look down to see who, she, below, who, she, who she's been beating. Apologies. There we go. Yeah, so you see that she's beaten. Uh, I think that Lu one there is actually crazy. Inda de Vroom, is it? She's a really good Dutch player. Yeah. Um, very powerful, experienced, and it's 
Is that hardcore? I can't say. It's gone white. It doesn't really say, really. I think it is. I'm not sure. I'm I'm assuming it is a hardcore. And it ended the rooms brilliant on a hardcore. So, yeah, that's amazing, really. Francesca Jones winning that one. Um, Going down. The others I don't really know too much about. Nicolescu. Nicolescu, yeah. Really good result against uh, somebody who I rate really highly, Nick. Well, we saw her at Wimbledon, didn't we? Yeah. She's the, the, she the, was playing at Wimbledon when we was there in 2019. It's the famous slice forehand. That all she uses is the slice forehand, but it's so effective and it's so unorthodox that it causes so many of her opponents' trouble. And in this match, uh, Francesca Jones was a 4-1 to one underdog and she managed to beat her in straight sets, 6-3, 6-2. So yeah. that's just so much credit to her to be able to go out and do that. I mean, yeah, and even Masic there saying she beat uh, uh, Jana Fett as well. Yeah, uh, but I'm so proud for Jones. Good luck for her. I think everyone's really getting behind her. Melez there, amazing. Thomas, cool story. It really is. And um, not everyone knows about it. I must admit, I don't really know too much about it until recently. So well, um, I think we got to be. Really, I've always known about her as a player, but yeah. I just didn't know the whole story that goes with her as a person. Um, and I've always actually been really impressed. I, I love, I enjoy watching her. I think she's exciting. She's not really a boring player to watch. So hopefully we can maybe even do a live watch along for her. Oh, mate, for sure. We've got to. We've got to get in there for Francesca Jones because we're going to be... Uh, well, yeah. I'll be honest. It doesn't look like... I'm not sure what's going to be happening with Murray now, if he's still going to be able to go. Obviously, Murray contracted he COVID. Uh, Heather Watson, uh, she'll probably... Is she in there? I'm not even sure. I think so. Yeah, I think she's in there. Got, uh, I think Joanna Conta is probably the biggest hope on the women's side. Cam Norrie, uh, Kyle Edmund, I think he's pulled out. He's not going to be there. Uh, Cam Norrie could do something. But for me, on the women's side, I'm probably most excited. Not even Joanna Conta. I'm probably more excited for, I was going to say, Jessica Jones. It is Francesca <laughs> Jones. <laughs> Another new player that we just added to the ranks. Uh, yeah, I was just having a look down there and some more. Sabine Lasicki as well, another great player. Uh, not it's so a great. Green there, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, she's definitely been having a good 2020 by the looks of it. Something's obviously. Uh, yeah, no hard feelings there, losing to Podoroska as well. Yeah, in three as well. Even beat Djokovic. Look at that. <laughs> in India, beat Djokovic. Wow. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Francesca Jones beat Novak Djokovic earlier in the year. Let's get on to our... I don't know if you've got anything more to say about her. Mihaila, Mihaila Djokovic. Let's just <laughs> confirm that is not Novak Djokovic. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, well, fantastic. Uh, I just can't stop uh, raving about this. I'm super excited, uh, mainly because she's British and just what a great story. And we're jumping on the bandwagon and we're just going to... And, gonna and say... to Djokovic as well. So that's just the last <laughs> on the cake. So there, let's get on to our number one. And number one, it can only be one person, can't it? Someone, like I said earlier, I'm surprised to see some of these people in the qualifying, and it's the Bulgarian. It is Svetlana Peronkova, and she is there yet again, and she has done it in style, hasn't she? It's not been an, it's not been any... It's been, it's been uh, emphatic, mate. It's been emphatic. Like you say, probably didn't deserve to be in the qualifying system, but that's due to her ranking, 136 in the world. Uh, you'd expect her to be way within top 50 for me. I think she's yeah. that good. Uh, 33 years old, obviously, had a big break from tennis, uh, had a child in that time as well. Uh, she's come back last year, I think it was US Open, was it? And yeah. she just lit the tournament on fire. She was incredible. Really, yeah. really so good. Um, I forget exactly who she played, but we'll get it Muguruza, up. So we got there, so US Open, she started with Samsonova, beat her, beat Muguruza, beat Dona Vekic, Elise Corne as well. Uh, yeah. And then she lost to... Well, the one and only, really, Serena Williams. But she took a set off her and it was pretty close. Yeah, it was a very close match. I remember watching this one and it was just one of those matches you just thought, you just can't believe what you're watching right now. Like, this is somebody who hasn't played a tournament 
in three years. Yeah. And she's now going toe-to-toe with the greatest of all time consensus, really, Serena Williams at the US Open and nearly US took her Open, out. Yeah, you need to elaborate that. And it's just mental. It's not like in any tournament. This is a grand slam. And I was riding her the whole way. I was just hoping she would just keep going and going and going and winning. And um, I think we're going to see, hopefully, something similar here because you can you can see there the qualifiers, she blew them apart. Yeah. Uh, just so good and um, GM they're saying even number one seed should be worried to get Peronkova first round and I'd have so. to agree uh, I don't think a Sabalenka would want to play a, a Peronkova right now oh, I don't know about that Sabalenka oh, you'd fancy <laughs> Sabalenka to beat her but I'm just saying I think it would still be a scary proposition I don't to think be anyone playing wants- someone who's she's 33 years old with a point to prove she's come on back to the tour and I don't think she's doing that to make up the numbers. It looks like she's no. coming for, for a title, mate, and a trophy. Mate, she's definitely, uh, yeah, she's on the warpath. She's just got a taste for it the yep. back end of last year. I mean, you've seen, obviously, she went on to the French Open. She still uh, she got straight into the main draw on the French Open and then just sort of worked her way. She didn't have to play Serena Williams in that one. <laughs> Serena Williams dropped out and she got tied against her again, didn't she? <laughs> But then she went out to Krajikova, who, in all fairness, yeah. yeah, she's a great player, Krajikova. So, yeah, I just can't wait to see her play again. I think it's such that's another all these amazing stories that keep on coming out about these tennis players, and just can't wait to see uh, how they perform. I mean, you've Mate, got the this mu- podcast style was actually my idea because I feel like this is only, all it's done is built the anticipation now for the Australian Open. We've all spoke about some of the players. We've shared with you who the ones we're looking out for, who we're excited for. Let us know in the comments if there's anyone we didn't mention who you're excited about, and we'll have a look at them as well. But I, for one, think this Australian Open. I say it with every Grand Slam before. It's going to be just. It's going to be spectacular. Yeah, going to be tennis, the best one. So many other players who I'm excited to see. Carlos Alcaraz in the Grand Slam. You've got all the stories on the women's side. You've obviously got then Novak Djokovic and Nadal in this one as well. So let's just see how it all unfolds. We'll be doing a lot of previews and that before, obviously, the Australian Open starts. We've got the ATP yeah. Cup as like a little, a little warm-up session. Yeah, yeah. mate. There's a, yeah, there's a few, uh, there's a few other smaller tournaments that are coming up as well. Uh, if I'm right in saying, is yeah, that right? we've got I think two on the, I think maybe one on the WTA, two on the ATP, all in Melbourne. Uh, so yeah, we'll be covering them, doing draw previews. Uh, we can do the, the bracket league as well. So join the bracket if you've not already. The link's in the description. Um, and yeah, Ben, I think we'll wrap this one up there unless you've got anything else to say. No, mate. I think that we've kept everybody for long enough. It's uh, been a fun Friday night. Uh, but I've got to get back and do some more uh, painting, I think, and decorating. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I do these these days during lockdown. This is how we enjoy ourselves. Melez, they're saying rude, but not qualify. He's someone he's looking forward to watching. Uh, I'm a massive fan of Casper uh, Rude, so let's see how he gets on. Uh, hopefully, he can do make a big dent in this tournament. I think it's a bit of an arse, not really a surface. I think I'd prefer to see him at a French Open doing like a uh, a nice run, but he's still definitely got the game to do it. So definitely we'll keep has. our eyes on him. Indeed, mate. Right. But yeah, let's wrap it up there. Thanks, guys, for watching. Hopefully you enjoyed this podcast. If you did, please leave us a like. It really helps the channel out and allows us to grow. And um, yeah, if you've not already and you're new to the channel completely, hit the subscribe button. And if not, we'll see you in a few days' time for us to do our uh, 2021 predictions and who we think is going to win each Grand Slam. That's it. See you then, guys. Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.